0: Another edition of Hop Heroes, the show where we talk about our favorite drinks and our favorite heroes. I'm your host, Jordan Aerith, also known as the face of the podcast. And with me as always <laughs> we have talented artists and comic enthusiasts and the mind of the podcast. Oh wow. GR
1: Gonzalez. Thank you uh, for that compliment. Um hi hi, everybody. <laughs> Hey! And then, hey. And then we got, then we
0: got the thumb of the podcast. Like Wait, the no, 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 Killa. no, no, no. That's not what. That's not what we decided
2: last. time How you living, Zach? That's not what we decided. I'm the hey, heart, what? bro. That's the, you. That, that's a nickname that, that I was given. I was one given That nickname. One, one the big thumb. The heartbeat. <laughs> nah, you're you're the you're the
0: substance, bro. You're the heart. How you doing, man?
2: I'm good, man. How are you? I'm pretty tired, but yeah, I'm I good. Mean,
0: why are you tired? A, I'm tired, but I don't know why. It's been, a,
2: it's been a long weekend. It was my sister's birthday on Friday. And happy we, birthday, we Leah. A, uh, yeah, happy birthday. She actually listens to the show, too. So, oh,
0: awesome. Happy birthday, um, Leah. Birthday.
2: Yeah. Um, we got a houseboat uh, on Lake Washington uh, for the night, and Mark was with us, and um, Mom like, decked it Marky out. Marky B, with,
0: a.k.a. Skelly.
2: Yeah, crab legs and tri-tip steak, and then we ended up, we ended up crashing a quinceanera, somebody random... Yera. um we just went and started salsa dancing and drinking with went. them and yeah we just saw lights in the distance and we were like we want to go there and so we just <laughs> went there and it ended up being some random Wait, and so
0: so slow down so you got a houseboat yeah like, we got
2: a houseboat like an airbnb house so not on like, like a yacht it's like a no, houseboat and the houseboat, houseboat. is portable no, I mean it floats and technically
0: maybe portable, but it was just docked. Oh, it was docked. I thought the time. you were like took it across the lake no, to these lights.
2: No, we were docked on the lake, and then so we were gotcha. like chilling on the on the boat, and we go outside of the boat, and in the distance in some building, uh, we just see these lights like club lights, and we're like, oh yep, like that's where we want to go, and so we just start walking there. <laughs> that, we get there, that's it. and. It's a straight up quinceanera Like not Nobody's speaking English at all And everybody's just dancing Like Mexican music And like Getting down on food and stuff And we just waltzed right in And started just dancing with them And stuff And they were just like What up And it was a whole thing So So you waltzed
0: in You didn't salsa in
2: No I salsaed in Yeah So that was our Friday And then Saturday uh, Mm. We we hung out in Renton Went to a couple arcade bars It's just been a long It's been a long weekend Your boy's tired Yeah bro
0: yeah, still still going like you're 20 though. I love it. Hey,
2: I'm I, 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 I'm in my 20s, so I mean, I only got a little bit left of this. I think <laughs> my tank is running empty.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Tanks on a quarter tank. Yeah. What about you, Jr. You been up to anything this last two weeks?
1: Um, uh, not much. Just uh, hanging out, working. It's been um. I've been really, really looking forward to Hellboy. So I've been like enthralled in the reading and history and just rewatched everything, movies, animated movies, um, totally got my pop figure Hellboy out. Look at that. Uh, yeah. dude, that's yes. so sick. Yeah. And <laughs> that's uh, so sick. Um, got, got another one on its way, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, so that's all I've been doing is just, I mean, Hellboy is really great for me. So, I just, I've read so much Hellboy. Uh, I even dug into stuff that I hadn't read in a while. So,
0: nice. Yeah. Well, that's great. I'm glad because, yeah, we're talking Hellboy, and I could use some, <laughs> uh, some depth there. <laughs> I, I did my research and I have my opinions, but um, JR's definitely got a few more leagues under the sea when it comes to that. That standpoint. Um, anybody been filling out brackets watching the tournament? I mean, dude, dude, not did you watch
2: Duke just almost lost to UCF? I know. Yeah, bro, bro, I was about to freak out. I was watching that game. Like, I I picked Duke to win the whole thing.
0: I think everybody picked Duke to win the whole thing. How could you not, dude? Like yeah. that
2: team is so stacked. Like Duke's always been good, and I feel like this is like probably one of the best Duke teams there's ever been. Who you
0: got them beating in the championship? Uh, North Carolina. Okay, You UNC almost went out first round. That was a close one. Yeah, yeah. It's been a, it's been my, my brackets toast. I mean, I had Syracuse in the Final Four. I had Syracuse I was, in the Final Four I was too. For boys, man. Shit, uh, dude, I had Syracuse I, I in the it's Final this Four too. Goddamn sentimental attachment to you, but fucking some reason. Is that really why you picked Syracuse to go to the Final Four? I think I was either, um, I, I don't know. I didn't do a whole lot of research because I didn't watch that much college basketball this year. And I was like, dude, Cuse always plays well in the tournament. And I know yeah. Zach's gonna be fucking talking about him, so yeah. Plays well,
2: well, here's the thing about about Syracuse in the tournament. Uh, a lot of the teams in the tournament don't ever play Syracuse and they don't ever see that 2-3 zone and they have no time to prep, prep for it at all. So Syracuse always does well in the tournament because of that regardless of the, the regular season because ACC teams are like they see it, they practice for it, they know it, but in the tournament, you don't always play ACC so they, they can make runs. Yeah, One way to beat that 2-3 zone though is to just shoot over the top of it, not even just try go. to like run through it to <laughs> shoot over the top of it. Which is what Baylor did. I mean, they made sixteen threes. If you're gonna make sixteen threes in a game, then fucking like Circus yeah. didn't even play a bad game. It's just Baylor just wasn't missing. They just did not miss. So it's like, yeah. all right, well, fuck, cool. I guess that's how that's gonna go. You just <laughs> had a hot night, like
0: shit. Wasn't uh one when wasn't one of your guys' just, like top starting guards suspended for the first week too? Yeah. So yeah, that, yeah, I didn't know that when I filled out my bracket. I wish well, I would. I mean, it, it happened like
2: after, <laughs> after the uh, the tournament seedings and everything came out. It was kind of like a like a last minute thing, which is it, it's annoying too because it was an internal suspension. Like Syracuse suspended him. Damn. Like, dude, come on, whatever. It's cutthroat. Yeah,
0: yeah, I got Houston in the finals, so hopefully they pull some upsets, and that's the only way my tournament or my bracket has a chance. Um, but uh, yeah, we're talking Hellboy today, and um, we are, this is the least excited I've ever been to drink an, an alcoholic beverage. Um, I know, me too. On the, yeah, on the fine, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sunday. fine. We thought we to go a little bit with the theme with Hellboy. Uh, I mean, I guess it's red beer, so that's that's the, that's the route we went. <laughs> Wait, so what uh, do you guys have? I got the Bud Light and Clamato, Chelada. Oh shit,
2: man. you actually got you got that shit. I have. Yeah. I'm going to like I'm going to become, become like, I'm, like, I'm going to become a bar <laughs> I'm going to become a bartender. I'm going to become a bartender on this show, bro. I got to make oh, it. Man. I didn't know they uh, sold it like that. Yeah, yeah,
0: they only sell it in the fucking Horsecock can, so I'm going to Yeah. There's no way I'm finishing this. Nope. I hate tomato juice. This is going to be awful. Bud Do you guys Weiser like clams? No. Um, not I mean, I dabble. I like clams out here. So so
2: for for the listeners who who don't know, we're drinking red beer which is essentially Bud Light and Clamato juice, which is like clam tomato. God juice. damn it, I'm
0: spilling everywhere. Too. And
2: see, the thing about me making my own drink is like you have it all pre mixed. I don't know the ratio between beer and <laughs> clamato. Like, is it half and half? Is it three fourths and?
1: Does it say it on the Uh-oh. can? It's pungent. I,
2: I have no idea, but I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put about three fourths beer, one
0: quarter clamato, because I just don't. I can't imagine. Me enjoying think, this. Clamato. I think it's like it's kind of like a mimosa um, ratio—the champagne to orange juice. You know, you want the champagne to be the heart of it, and you splash Holy it with shit a little color. Dude, that clamato is. <laughs> 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 uh, hey, does right.
1: uh, mine's actually in span? Like mine says in Spanish is, like mine. Oh, it's one side Spanish, one side English. Does it- is- <laughs> <laughs> does it say Budweiser and clamato with salt and lime? Yeah, so, con uh,
0: sal limón.
2: Yeah. yeah. All right. So I, just, uh, the, I splashed clamato in my shit. I'm, I'm, my, So I think I might need more clamato. My my coloring is, <laughs> I'm very orange. Yeah, here. Oh, you're that's, you're that's darker. Red. You're quite a bit yeah. darker than mine. Yeah. All right. Let me let me
0: drink a little bit more out of this then. So the uh, the origin of the clamato drink, aka the Chalada, um, it comes from Mexico in the '60s. It, it was called uh, mischilada. and basically started with this dude. Uh, I don't know, Jr. You might be able to tell me how to pronounce this, but it's spelled M I C H E L. But it's a man, so is it Michelle? Is that a, uh, a male Hispanic it's name?
1: Mikkel. yeah, Michelle, Mikkel.
0: Michelle, Michelle, Mikel Esper. Mikkel Esper um, At Club Vito he would he would start he started this beverage where he'd get his beer and ask for lime, salt, ice, and a straw, um, kind of like a beer lemonade, um, so or a limonada, and then people started asking <laughs> for. Uh, Michelle's lemonade, Michelle. and then over time it became Michelada, and they started adding different spices to it and ch- chilies and, and tomatoes, and the Michelada was born. And now we got Bud Light Chalada. Thank you, Mexico.
1: For,
2: so I, so I'm missing. This. What you're telling me is I'm missing salt and lime right now.
1: I think you are. They, they I just salt, bought
2: some smoked, spicy salt that I might fuck with and. Put they it would in salt, the,
0: salt the rim. Yeah, salt the rim of the glass.
2: Uh, it's too late. Then, I'm, I'm not trying to do all that time. right now.
0: Alright, let me uh so you I already taste it, Zach.
2: Uh, I, I I tasted the orange version and then made the red version. So right. I have a it might taste different. Bob
0: uh, up. I'll Let's try go. it.
2: Everybody has to drink all of it too.
1: I don't oh, want to hear this. Uh, no, None mm, of this BS. Ah. Uh, mm. right. oh, that is the awfulest thing I've ever tasted in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Is it actually, really the
2: awfulest thing you've ever tasted in your whole life? Absolutely. You look like you haven't drank it drink so is Is it really?
0: No. It's the worst semen. thing. Is it worse it, than semen? I've never had
1: tasted that, so I can't tell you. Um,
0: okay.
1: But, oh, uh, yeah, that was pretty bad. That was not, I'm not great. I'm
2: not buying worst ever. Worst really ever.
1: Not. I don't think I've never – I one, I don't like Budweiser or Bud Light, or and I don't like – um. <laughs> I wish you could see his face right
0: now. I know. you <laughs> <He> just screen- <laughs> screenshot to start this. He's going crying. <laughs> that, was,
1: that was not fun. That was actually really awful. Um, I thank you, Budweiser, for making the worst drink I've ever tasted in my whole life. Uh, and I've drank mud before. And...
0: <laughs> You've drank mud, but you haven't drank semen? Yeah,
1: you know, you play sports, you run into the ground, you drink mud. That's not a big deal. This tastes like... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad <laughs> it's so bad
0: <laughs> oh yeah it was so good
1: it does give you a whiff of Mexico as in like the bad parts of Mexico where you don't drink water you know at all kind of Mexico because yeah, like
0: a whiff of sewage when you're walking down yeah, the street it's just
1: like oh they put like mm. uh, it did it, I felt like they they mix something that's not good in there I like maybe all of it. <laughs> Um, the wa- I mean, I, they probably made it with Mexican water. Um, that was this is okay. probably the the worst four dollars I've ever spent in my whole life too. <laughs> this was bad. This I'm not joking. This was awful. I couldn't even. Wow. I'm not Drinking that again,
2: ladies and gentlemen. He does not like it. We have a least favorite so we far. We have a one star trash can rating on the red beer from dust
0: off the floor because we found it. Yeah. yeah, and it's the Bud Light Chelada or Budweiser Chelada for Budweiser. What about you, Zach? What do you think, man? I actually like it.
2: But I'm into it. Oh. Uh, well, no, let me take. I don't like it. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> I don't. I don't. I would never get. I would. No, I don't like it. I say I like it like, yeah, I would order this. What? I'm never going to drink this again. But yeah. for what it is, I must say. Like I don't mind. Like I'm not so bothered by it. You know what I mean? Like to me, I just taste like beer and the spices and the clamato.
1: Yeah, oh. aren't
2: aren't great? It's not great to me. But I don't know, man. I mean, I think I could I could drink this. Like <laughs> it's, think I'm I not gonna I'm this. not gonna die. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, and the smell too. Yeah, it's, it's to like the it's like it's like beer. Oniony, mm. like kind of fishy smelling.
1: It, I felt like they didn't mix it right. <laughs> like, I felt like yours is probably mixed better than the, what I have in the can. Like, mine, it, it, I got all the taste that is all the ingredients in there, but they all felt like they were separated as soon as they touched my tongue. Like, I taste it kind of tastes
2: like whoa. Go ahead, sorry.
1: Oh, no, I'm just saying I could taste the Budweiser, I could taste the Clamat, I could taste all the spices, I could taste the lime, I could taste this, like, everything. I tasted, but they were all separate on my tongue.
0: Like,
1: so you had a was, deconstructed. To, to
2: me, like uh, ima- yeah. imagine, imagine what it would taste like if you had like, like you went in your piggy bank and you like got all the old pennies out of your piggy bank <laughs> and then you put them in like a pitcher <laughs> of water and then let that sit overnight and Dude. then strained the water into a glass and then drank that water. You're making my
0: mouth water. Yeah, like
2: penny like that. water. That's that's like, That's what this tastes like. <laughs>
0: What you, penny what you, water okay what you,
2: you just said you could actually drink it you can drink penny water i mean that sounds bro, way worse than what I'm, this tastes I, like. I, i'm not a, a picky person at all i feel like there's very <laughs> oh, penny few, water i there's very it. few foods that are drinks <laughs> that i'm just like oh, i hate like i can't do like i could i mean i don't like it it's not good penny water it's not enjoyable really but yeah. i don't know it's not
0: I don't know what kind of sick bastard enjoys this like it's in stores still so like like dude, my, I, my buddy ahead. colby uh my buddy colby from when i when he drinks this like he's drinking some college religiously right hang on i right. don't he'd understand get a, it he'd get a big beer that he had his own clamato juice and he just poured it in every morning and like watch football with us i was like dude that fucking stinks like get away from me <laughs> yeah that's, the nasty ass drink yeah i don't understand that that's gross. but i will say. Um, it's not as bad as I thought it'd be. I don't like it. Like I, I don't. I would never buy this, and I'm not going to enjoy drinking this. I will drink it though, um, but it just tastes like Bud Light mixed with like cold Campbell's tomato soup. Like that's that's what I got from it. Which it does. It's not a good combination. I don't want. I don't recommend this to anybody else. I don't know how it makes profit, but that's what maybe, it tastes maybe
2: like. it's a like a hang like a Bloody Mary. So you don't you so, don't like bloody marys cuz so I love was, bloody marys. Yeah, that's
0: what I was going to connect it to. Like we were going to do bloody marys for this, but we're saving that for our blade episode whenever that comes around. Cuz that's just fitting, you know. Um, but yeah, bloody marys I don't like either. Like I don't like tomato oh. juice in my drink. Like I like tomatoes in my food, like the like salsa or sauce, but like I don't like bloody marys and I've tried. I don't I don't get it. I don't get how you can want spice in the morning in your beverage. You don't put hot sauce on your eggs. Not my beverage, I guess. I mean, I like, I like spicy food. I don't like spicy drinks. I don't like, like spicy margaritas. I don't like I
1: don't spicy know. food at all. <laughs> JR still... Like not Dude, at all. He looks like such a
2: farther away. He looks like he's beard. in such a dark place. He's got like his hood up. He's
0: got like one light on. It's super Did you dark, but also dim the lights up, even more. Like, no, room? he's like a Sith Lord.
1: I don't like spicy food at all. It you looks man, like
0: it looks like the Emperor. Like has yeah. a monogram, and you can only see it. And he's <laughs> all you see is hood and shadow. Yeah.
1: This is, <laughs> <laughs> I I mean that is uh yeah I'm covering my identity right now because of this alcohol that I drink like it's not great.
0: Mm. Mm, all right, so we are all pretty much fans. Some yeah, here's the biggest fan. I'm gonna it. go
1: and promote this on <laughs> uh, on our podcast right now, but I don't know if Budweiser is gonna like the way we're gonna promote it. I don't know.
2: Oh man, yeah, the big. I'm sure the I'm sure the, they'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. Hey,
1: if their numbers, be... if their stock numbers go down, it's because of Hot Heroes. <laughs> It'll be on their <laughs> radar. I'm sure. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. Dilly dilly. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um. All right, well, that's our beverage of choice. So let's go into the storyline. So Hellboy, um, obviously, movie coming into theaters here shortly. Um, uh, and April twelfth. April twelfth. We did a big, decent dive. We did a decent dive. Jr. Jr. went full headfirst, and and uh, is really passionate about this character. So I'm I'm, inter- I'm interested to hear Jr. Um, first off, you know, tell us about what Hellboy is, but also tell tell us why he's so impactful to you in your comic book. You know history. Um,
1: there there are certain comics out there that tell a really good story, and like the art, the um, like there there are stories that have really good art, and there are, there are characters that have really good art. There are characters that have really good stories, and then there are characters that have I think both. And and sometimes when you when you can find that, um, and you read a, a story, and for me, Hellboy was one of these where I i can't believe how long i've been reading and buying the comics like doing this research i had no idea that i started buying um hellboy comics for like 10 years like i have 10 year old comics um that it's probably one of the mm, oldest cool. ones that i have right and that's pretty i mean i know hellboy just celebrated their 25th year yesterday right everybody was uh yeah. mike magnolia was uh, magnolia was at like you know signing stuff and it was pretty cool um But I just every time I read a Hellboy story, like I I don't it's hard I don't never I I read through it with one shot. Like sometimes, you know, you read a comic, you're like, Man, I need a break from this comic or like I would read everything all at once. Um, I could it and I could read it again. Um, I remember watching the movie very a long time ago, uh the first Hellboy movie when that came out, you know, with Ron Perlman and Mm -hmm. it's actually a really fun day. I actually got in a car accident, but uh, I didn't. was a fun yeah, thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I didn't care because I mean we had watched Hellboy. Hellboy was amazing. Um, but yeah, it's just you know there's there's not too many characters out there that every story is is amazing and you get you know when you read a book you just like you you start the um, the imagination takes over you know like you're like absolutely yeah. like falling into it like there's nothing around you it's better than TV. You know, because it's just like all internal and you just it, it, your mind goes certain places. And Hellboy does that for me. Um, Wolverine does that for me, too, a lot of times with their stories. But Hellboy has like the art and the continue Like, it's awesome that Mike uh, Magnolia has been been doing this from the beginning. Like He's been writing from the beginning, you know, uh, drew the original mm. art in the beginning. And um, so, you know, that continuation, it's always been the same. There's there's. Um, it's pretty awesome for me. So that's why I, I love Hellboy. Like every time I read it, I just get lost in the stories and they're, it's pretty dark stories. You know, they're not like um, bubbly stories. They're dark and they deal with a lot of um, horror and, and uh, gothic. I get, you know, creepy. He, he likes to be called, you know, he likes creepy stuff. You know, he doesn't go looking to be scared. Mike Manoli likes creepy, um, weird stuff. So I felt like Hellboy was uh, quite that, quite that for me. So that's why I love it. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's he's definitely a, a darker undertoned character than you'll find in most comics, and that's that was a nice break. And and actually, it was interesting. I was reading Sea uh, of Destruction*, which is his origin story, and in the very beginning, you know, it talks about the writer, and and he talks about exactly what we've been talking about: how he needed a break from this from the
1: you know Mainstream. status quo.
0: Yeah. Exactly. He needed a break from this happy-go-lucky, like regurgitated storyline of every single hero that was out there. And um, 1994 was when on, it was first published right
1: yeah that's when uh march of 94 is when uh dark horse came out with uh the Seed of destruction um yeah so and, yep, 94 he was mm-hmm.
0: saying what we're saying now like imagine what he's thinking yeah. <laughs> after marvel's raped the
1: uh yeah the and, it's, world and, and he's kind of world. a funny guy because he's he's really kind of um you know when he talked about this he uh he mentioned that he kind of didn't, you know, he wanted to draw monsters and demon, you know, this kind of art that you, to make money at it. There's not a lot of avenues to do it. Right. So, you know, like his art style um, didn't quite fit like he like his Batman is amazing, but his X-Men didn't fly so well, you know. So mm. when he came up to have a chance of drawing his own comic, it scared the living crap out of him. But he was able to explore his art and his his mind i think with hellboy in a way that uh that actually came to fruition for himself like that was exactly how he wanted things to look you know or how he felt so when you, when you draw batman you know you have to have batman has a certain lore which fit him because it's dark right it's dark and a lot of shadows and but when you draw x men it didn't have a lot of those things and um he kind of felt flat in that. So when he got to do Hellboy with Dark Horse, I think that's why it was like magic, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, I hadn't um, – never read the comic, and I hadn't watched the movie. I don't think I've seen Hellboy more than once. I mean, it came out – I didn't realize it came out 15 years ago. Yeah. I know. Uh, it's Back crazy. in four. And one thing I will say, that my first thing I picked, I noticed from the uh, the movie is, like, the, the graphics, like, at for that time. Like, I always remember when I thought of, like – what was Hellboy? I thought just that I remember it was Awesome Monsters. And I totally forgot that Guillermo del Toro yeah. did the movie. And, like, the monsters were obviously incredible. But the freaking, like, fact that they did that in 04 at that level, like, mm-hmm. it wasn't far away from where they're at now. Like, there's a couple gaps, you know, that, that are more noticeable in certain s- scenes. But, like, for majority of the movie, like, th- that level of CGI and, and Guillermo del Toro's imagination was just put on display. And it really, what I feel like was made – kind of what the movie was known for. Yeah. He's incredible. Creatures. He's
2: an incredible director, though. Yeah. I just feel yeah. like,
0: like that
2: dude is like a special talent, and um, special talents, when they do uh, work, often can stand the test of time. And I think that Hellboy kind of was an example of that. I mean, I'm not saying that it was like the greatest movie of all time, but I, I will say that um, as a whole, I think Hellboy kind of su- surprised me a, a ton, like doing research, because... I didn't like go in with very high expectations. I don't. I'm not really sure why. I I saw the first movie and I and I a long long time ago, like when it first came out, yeah. and I don't remember it being like anything really special to me. Um, and then I watched it again, and I think I actually liked it more this time around than when I first saw it when I was younger. Hmm. Um, and I and I felt like that way with the character as well. I felt like uh, as I was reading through his origin story. Um, at first, I was like, "This is going to be another superhero. There's going to be a villain. He's gonna... I don't know. I, I guess we had just come off of uh, the the Marvel kind of train, <laughs> and I was like, ready yeah. to just ride that train through and can continue to like be there. Um, I quickly realized that this was not that Marvel train at all. I quickly realized that this character was super interesting, had a lot of layers, um, and uh, I don't know. I think that when you have a character that that is fighting against uh, its own nature, that's an interesting story. I mean, like it's he's there to be something to do something, and he's fighting against it. He doesn't want to do that. He wants to be good. He wants to, you know, help his friends and and fight monsters, not be the monster himself. But he is the mm-hmm. monster himself. And I just mm-hmm. find I just feel like that's, um, just just a really interesting character. And there's a lot of things you can do with that. I also love the fact that the writer stuck with it and it has just been powering through with this one character for so long. I mean, I think that's commendable as well. So I don't know, man, like I think gear, uh, Del Toro is an amazing director, but overall, I mean, there's a reason why he took this, this movie, um, the Hellboy character as on as a project. And I think it's because it's a fucking, he's a, he's an amazing character. I mean, way better than I thought it was going to be before I started reading, the comic so jr i understand why you uh have been on this for so long like i think this is one of the projects that after we finish the podcast i'm gonna keep reading it yeah like i'm i'm i am interested it you gets know what really I mean? good like, i am yeah. i am that interested so uh yeah man i i it's got me hyped for the movie coming up that's that's what i'll say i'm super super hyped for it
1: yeah
0: hmm. um that's, <clears throat> that's
2: so interesting yeah.
1: Why you hate it? Wait, wait. Let me let me read this synopsis <laughs> of course, Jordan, Jordan hates everything. Jordan hates it, bro. Okay. I um, hate it. I so, hate uh, it. Hellboy was created by writer and artist Mike Magnolia. Magnolia created Hellboy from a drawing that he did at a comic convention. And he was just basically um, – there was a buckle and someone asked him about it and he, he started drawing – you know, came up with this character and kind of went with it from there. Uh, in March of 1993, Hellboy was first put on paper from a company called the Dime Press and it was – Basically, Hellboy was in his black and white, uh, little skit or whatever in their issue number four, and then a year later, March of 1994, The Seat of Destruction was published by Dark Horse, and um, Mike Manolia talks about how he he almost he needed a lot of support when he did this. He needed, you know, the the publisher had to be a certain way. She was a writer herself, you know, so she had, you know, she encouraged him and he's like there's a lot of therapy that goes into that, you know, as a writer yeah. and someone who comes up with their own character because you're you're really putting yourself out there. And he goes, Dark Horse really helped him through that. Um and so uh a, what I did was kind of come up with just a quick how uh, Hellboy started and why he is who he is. Um, Hellboy is the son of the Duke of Hell, uh, Aswell, and a human witch, Sarah Hughes, um, a descendant from King Arthur and Morgan Lafray, which in the book, uh, The Wild Hunt, he talks about that how he's a descendant from King Arthur, um, which is The Wild Hunt is what the book is the, the movie is going to be after. Um, cool. And uh, he was born October 5th, 1617. Which is pretty. I didn't know that until I did this kind of research. Um, and on the deathbed of his mother, Sarah Hughes, um, that's when he was born. When his mom died, um, summoned to Earth by Rasputin, December twenty third, nineteen forty four, where he claimed to to the Nazis that he could bring power to them through their paranormal summonings of the uh, Jahad, Dragon of Revelations, where they are destined to bring the end of the world. Um, and this occurred in you the say- UK.
0: Did you say he was born in 1617?
1: He was born in 1617, but summoned to earth in 1944.
0: So he was in hell for 300 years? Yeah, he was a demon he was in hell with his,
1: with his parents. His mom, was uh, she was a witch, and she got sent down to earth and dragged to her uh, to be uh, Azil, which is uh, Hellboy's dad, to be his wife yeah. and bred his son. And so right, when he, I remember
0: hearing that story. I just, I didn't, because he doesn't have any recollection of, of where he was from, right? No, no, not
1: so at all. He, he just knows essentially
0: three hundred years of.
1: Yeah, he history. just knows that he's he's meant to be something bigger than what he is. Um, his original hand and attaching the stone hand. The summoning was spoiled by the Special Ranger Unit led by the Torch of Liberty, which, if you read the Seed of Destruction, right, mm-hmm. he was in the beginning. Yeah, he wasn't uh, in the movie though. He wasn't in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. and, and which. Uh, Hellboy re- uh, received his uh, that's the guy who gave him his giant revolver by the way which was, I thought yeah. was pretty cool yeah, um, yeah. one thing I loved about Mike Manola and what he talked about Hellboy is he wanted something scary but funny you know so what he, what he did was the name Hellboy he came up with that to be like he goes I wanted someone to read it that it was good like he, just from the the name itself the title he goes it's kind of quirky you know what I mean like it's, it's a weird name you know it's going to be funny at times um, yeah. And he goes, uh, Hellboy can be classified <clears throat> as quirky, quirky, um, and a funny person, and that's because he was raised as a, a normal human boy. He wasn't raised as a demon um, by Professor Trevor Broughtonhoom Broom, and with the success of um, so once he was you know brought to Earth and raised, he was uh, set to do a mission, and once beca- um, and successful at that mission, and became an honorary human, which I thought was funny. Um, by the United <laughs> States of America, and became a private paranormal investigator for for the PBRD Bureau for the Paranormal Research and Defense, where they hunt down monsters that live in the dark. Which is from the movie, but um, that's my little research synopsis that I want to get out there.
2: Yeah. So they're... wait, can we dive back into his his stone hand? Yes. I... How did how did he get like what? Let's let's unpack that a little bit. What how did he get a stone <clears throat> hand?
1: Okay, his dad. his dad, his dad Azil, it's a z z e a r or e a l. And basically that hand is a key, and the key is to release the dru Jahad, which is the the Dragons of Revelation, which is like um they thrive on destruction. Mm-hmm. And when he basically had been planning Hellboy to be this like um general for armies to invade Earth, mm-hmm. when this happens, Right. Mm-hmm. Kind of um, a little bit like Spawn. You guys read Spawn before or watched that movie Spawn, the movie Spawn. It's not a movie. Yeah. Well, I've, it's I've, similar, I've read a little bit of Spawn. It's sort of similar where he was kind of <clears throat> a general of the of the devil, the Satan's armies, you know, mm-hmm. so similar. So that, what he did was cut off his little hand and uh, turn it into uh, a key, which is a stone, which is indestructible. So he mm. so hell will use it as a club. Mm. To beat the crap gotcha. out of giants. Yeah, and, and, it, witches. and in the first movie,
0: they're trying to like, he's trying to get him to use it and summon the freaking Cthulhu looking things, those big yeah. demon guys. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> that's crazy that he like, I, I can go over the 300 years thing. I didn't know he was down there for so long. That's nuts. Um, okay, so in the first movie, um, Sea of Destruction is essentially uh, actually a pretty good, you know, conversion or trans. Pretty close, right? Adaptation, yeah. yeah. Um, it's like I read. I read the book after I watched the movie, and it was pretty dead on. I mean, there's a couple differences, obviously. They're always going to be, but from a story yeah. standpoint, it was pretty like spot on. So basically, he was summoned to Earth during a ritual in Scotland by uh, Rasputin, right? Correct. Uh, and they were trying to. They Germany was losing the war, and they were trying to basically. Summon something that would alter the tide and put it back in their favor, right? And in doing so, they opened the portal, and uh, what came through was Hellboy, this little demon child. Yeah. Now, and this is where I was a little confused. So, in the comic book, they're nowhere near the summoning, right? No. The bu-
1: in in the comic book, they're 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 actually on the island. It's actually in the comic book. I don't know. It's it's UK, not um. Uh,
0: I, not Scotland.
1: Not Scotland. But he winds up coming like in a church. Like Hellboy winds up being in a church instead of, you know, on the same island. They do. And they do attack the them co- though. Well, I
2: thought the commando team finds Hellboy and Rasputin. Does, like something happens, and the Germans are like, "What happened?" And Rasputin's like, "We f-, like the Germans are like we failed." And then Rasputin's like, "No, we didn't. Yeah, like, he's here. He's just not here." And then the commandos find him first, right? Yeah. Is yeah. that how it goes? So yeah. like Germans don't yeah. even find him until actually ever.
0: Right. Yeah. Like in in the movie they're like fighting, they attack him. Yeah. <clears throat> that's like the coolest part, um, in my opinion of the first one is the freaking uh, mm-hmm. I can't remember his name, but the dude with the blades on his arms, the freaking fuck like zombie dude.
1: Oh, uh, like Kurtz or something? Wasn't that like his? Um, I forget his name. He was like name.
0: the only thing I really remember from the movie. He looks, he has like the gas mask, and he's like indestructible basically. And has like just uses these blades and fucks everyone up. Right. Pretty uh, scary. Yeah, he was I he love was I love
2: the the I love Hellboy's like style. Like like it's kind of like this like uh, per- steampunk kind of like horror, yeah. dark kind of gothic gothic yeah. style. <clears throat> I just think that's like a, such a sick combination of like different art styles and genres. Like horror I love playing- everything steampunk, but when you add like steampunk gothic kind of dark horror kinda, a little, yeah. Yeah, a little horror to it. It's like it's a it's a really cool kind of cocktail of of um, art for sure yeah. yeah it's
0: its own it's its own world for sure yep did, did you ever play Soul Calibur Zach any of the Soul Calibur games yeah I did do you remember
2: uh, Valdo yeah with the night with the yeah, night yeah that's who he reminds me that, of that like twisted Valdo. and did all he
0: was fucking trippy um, yeah uh, his
1: name is Professor <laughs> Dr. Carl Rupert Cronin
0: So he was, um, one of the pillar villains in the movie, but he wasn't a big deal. Not at all. He kind of disappears. Yeah. Yeah. He was just like one of the, in the background, but then at the very end, it like led to him being a, possibly a bigger character in the future. Um, and then, so we have Hellboy, um, Dr. Broom finds him, kind of becomes his father figure, raises him. And then, uh. They also have two more companions on the paranormal investigator team. Uh, do they ever have like a team name? I don't know if they have. They,
1: they don't really of, like, say like a team name. I don't, I don't remember a team name, but yeah. they do have the same characters from the movie and as the team.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we have uh, Elizabeth Sherman, who is a young Phoenix power. Py- yeah, yeah. Essentially, Phoenix can't control power <laughs> sometimes. Has episodes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we have Abe Sapien, who is like an amphibian. He's beast but underwater and can read minds could he read minds in the comic
1: they didn't read minds he didn't say anything in the first book nope i don't remember Because i couldn't
0: remember that but in the very beginning like in the movie he can like he can like read your mind basically he says he has a unique frontal lobe or whatever <laughs> so he was like psychic
1: yeah he, <clears throat> they kind of emphasize it when he talks to the uh like the the first of that family you know like the, the Clark family or something where he's able to talk to the dead a little, you know, and he kind of brings up the guy. Oh,
0: yeah. Kinda and then enfi- that that demon – or not the demon, but the dead father of that family kind of like uses him to yeah. like fight the, the – yeah, that's true. Yeah. So it so kind of allures it I guess, little bit. subtly. Not, yeah, nothing that, crazy. One thing I thought of when I realized this was Dior Dio Toro again, I was like, dude, uh, freaking –
2: the Shape of Water. The Shape of Water, yeah. yeah. It looks the exact same. <laughs> yeah. I
0: feel like he, I thought, I, like, I, I had that same thought when
2: I was watching the movie. I was thinking, I wonder if, like, de, Guillermo, is that his name? Guillermo. 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 I wonder if Guillermo del Toro, as he was working on Hellboy, was just like, I'm going to take this character right here, and I'm going to expand on that. One of these days. Let's just, what if this yeah. character fell in love? What if, what if, if, if that happened? because yeah. it looks <laughs> like the the main character, The Shape of Water, looks almost exactly, exactly, exactly like this uh, this other character that came way, way, way before um, the Shape of Water came out. So I wonder there, I mean, if Mike
0: um, got any uh, credits on that for this, for the character piece because that's his character originally. I mean, it looks just like him in the comic.
2: Yeah, just like him. I mean, there's got <clears> to <throat> be there's there has to be inspiration there. I just, just, there's no way.
0: So, yeah, so these three come like a ragtag team, and they are, you know, they each have their, they all have their flaws, clearly, and they're all very, uh, you know, Hellboy does whatever he fucking wants, likes to go in alone, and then they kind of like to be a support staff. And um, in the comic, there's no love connection really there, but in the movie, there's a big emphasis on the love connection between... Hellboy and, and, and Liz. Liz. Now, do, yeah. does that ever grow later on in the comic books? Do they ever become an item?
1: I don't remember. I have to like, some of this stuff I haven't read for like a long time. But like, um, she doesn't seem as, later on, she's not even in the book. Like at all. Like, oh, he's gotcha. like okay. traveling around. He has other love interests at time. He marries someone in Mexico. <laughs> he marries, you know. <laughs> there we go. Uh, okay. So there's, there's other things. Uh, I don't think, sh- if I, I don't remember the second one that well, which I'm, um, which is the one right after, which is the the wake of the uh the wake the devil book. I don't remember that one as much. I mean, we're talking like these books came out like a long time ago, you know, early nineties. Yeah. yeah, and 90s. you read them, you know, those books were way out before I I bought the comics ten years ago. And uh, some of this stuff, uh, I I'm like Zach was saying, like he's gonna go. Re- I'm gonna reread everything. Like I'm gonna go buy all the books and read from the very beginning to the very end, because that's how much I love Hellboy. But you, yeah. There's so you much. You know what's to cool
2: it. though, even though these stories, these comics came out in the early '90s, mm-hmm. the art to me is still sick. It's amazing. Like yeah. when I when I like I didn't know that I I started reading the the books before I like did research into the background and 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 like what year all these books came out. And when I found out that the books came out that long ago, I was shocked because I feel like oftentimes when you read like comics that are so old, you can open it up and be like, oh yeah this is an old comic, like just the, the art looks kind of dated, but this art, Mm -hmm. I mean, although it doesn't look like something you might expect from a brand new comic that's coming out today, I never thought it was because it was old. I thought it was like a stylistic choice that was being made because it, and so, so even though it's, and it might be a, a bit of a product of both. I mean, I'm sure that the age has a lot to do with it, but it's so stylized in its like kind of delivery that it doesn't seem old to me. It just seems um, like a choice. So, uh, I, I don't know. I, I thought that was really cool. Stands the test of time, in my opinion.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I mean, like visually, the comic and the movie both stand the test of time, I think. I mean, hands down. And um, I wasn't going to say I hated the movie, so I'm not going to ruin everybody's fun <laughs> by, by saying that. But I did, I did feel like um, I remembered why I didn't remember the movie that much when I watched it again. And that's because there was a few things that I didn't really buy into. And and all I remember is the visuals and the creatures and the monsters and and that and Hellboy, obviously. And that's, I think, what carries it. And I think that's a really awesome, really well done piece of it. So it is a decent movie. I'm not saying it's not. But I do think the love story was a little cheesy. Um, And I did not like... uh, Captain John Myers, or whatever his name was, <laughs> uh, the FBI, age, the Americanized FBI lead they had to fucking just throw in there because it's America. I feel like this, this same thing happened not too long ago with a uh, movie we were talking about where they had... Um, oh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. They had mm. to throw in the Americanized freaking character, Shane West, and they had to throw in this love story that was never actually in the book and make it so freaking like acceptable to the natural public. And it like, didn't need to be in there. Like Just let it be uh you know, dark but humorous, quirky paranormal investigation movie where they fight monsters. Don't force a love story and don't force an American like side lead to make it acceptable. Like it was such an early two thousands move, which is that I think it came out the same year as Lee Externary Gentleman. Oh four. It
2: came out oh four.
0: Yeah. So they both came out the same year. It's like this is just like what we're gonna do at this point. It
2: just makes me think that there there's gotta be some type of like Hollywood execs that are like okay cool yeah this script it's really good but here's the thing um we're gonna need a love story yep. and we're gonna need um an American lead in there somewhere yeah FBI um, agent or something just yeah he's and, and 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 like it's like and they have to they like have to hang money over over the heads of like the director and stuff like you're not getting your budget unless you put these in the, in the script. <laughs> it's probably because <laughs> I feel like there's no way that Guillermo del Toro read the books and was like, you know what would be really cool if we put a love story, like a shallow ass love story, if we just made that up, and then we put a uh, American special agent in there to lead this this bunch. There's I just don't I don't believe it, and I think that it's it's such a it, it to me it must come down to marketing, like they in their mind they're like oh this is the formula that sells tickets so this is what we're gonna do every single movie that we come up with and you have to like combat that and so i hear you i agree i don't think that um it was like uh, those were not a highlight of the movie to me at all but i think that the movie is good despite
0: those kind of dragging it a little bit sure yeah I, i don't think the movie's bad at all i do think it was um hellboy's character was strong i think that the storyline was good and I think that the creatures were good and there was... I liked that there wasn't... One thing that was not cookie cutter about the first Hellboy is that there wasn't one main bad guy that was like an ultimate nemesis that he was like gonna fight. Like, there wasn't the Green Goblin to the Spider-Man. There was Rasputin, but there was also, you know, straight, like, Valdo, whatever the dude's name was. And then there's this freaking frog serpent creature yeah, going that was just nearly impossible to fight. And that was... A little bit of an adaptation of the creature from the story, yeah. Um, but I think that they did a, a good Pretty job. Pretty close, with it. yeah, yeah. And there was just there was just so many bad guys going on at once. Yeah, it was almost like it was entry level one to a comic book story. There's going to be like episode one, episode two is coming, episode three is coming. There's going to be more episodes, not just one um, incorporated like storyline in one movie. And I thought that was cool. That yeah. Was a little yeah. Like, off brand.
1: Well, I know um, that Mike Magnolia was like attached to the mo- that first movie. Like he was there like every day from what I remember. Um he's actually he's in the in the movie for like a, like 2 seconds with Is he really? Yeah, with Gamo Del Toro. And um it's in They're both in it? Yeah, they're both it's on the night that, that it's Halloween and it's when he first fights the the frog creature and the frog creature jumps out the window and then he chases him across the street, right? And the car kind of flips. Yeah. Okay, so right before that is that ferris wheel scene and you see all the people in their costumes well he's the mm-hmm. knight and i think uh m- like magnolia's the ni- magnolia's the knight and i think uh del toro's like a clown or something but they're standing there you know um <laughs> but they're they're in the nice. movie but i know that he was there the whole time so um consulting and just uh just talking to people about the movie and the book and his ideas and i mean there's a lot of cool things that obviously you could tell that Guillermo del toro like the tears of angels holding that creature you know, imprisonment, yeah. like <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, um, dude, that's. Really I think fun that stuff.
0: it goes even further with the creature piece in Golden uh, Golden Army. Yeah, Zach, have you seen that one? No. Oh, you
1: gotta
0: watch it. The yeah, dude. I mean, it's it's similar. I, I think it's a similar. Like, I have a similar feeling. Like, it's just really cool visuals, really cool creatures, unnecessary love story. Yeah, um, it's got like puppeteering in, the one, you in there. Out, you know, which yeah, is you really find cool. Out the The girl's pregnant now. Yeah, and, like which isn't. And then also. Abe Sapien falls in love with the girl and it's like I don't fucking care (laughs) but there was like a ton of sick ass creatures like the freaking fairies the tooth fairies yeah are these little like freaking like hideous miniature like fairies with fangs and like they call them tooth fairies because they only eat bones but they go for your teeth first and they just like swarm you and eat all these people and like it was just bad. is it the same director
1: yeah Yeah, same director yeah Um, Yeah. didn't Guillermo del Toro come up with a movie about those like it's a scary movie about tooth like it um, it had uh, uh Katie Holmes in there, and basically, it's the same idea that they were—they um, lived in this like know. old haunted house. It's a movie. It's a scary movie. It's called The Tooth Fairies or the Fairies of something. Um, the
0: Tooth Fairy with uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson.
1: Yeah, that one. That's what I was talking Is that what about. We talking about? Um, no,
0: it wasn't scary. That was just a good movie. Yeah, that's
1: that's one. Like, you're right on. No, but like, one
0: creature I did recognize. Have you seen uh, Labyrinth?
1: yes pan's labyrinth
0: yeah pan's labyrinth yeah and uh one of the creatures in that looked a lot like the creature that they came to when hellboy was stabbed and like they had to get the blade removed from him and like she like stood up with her wings going Mm -hmm. out there and you could it's just like a big huge like face thing like that was dope yeah that reminded me straight from pan's labyrinth
1: um it's called don't be afraid of the dark is what the movie's called tooth fairies yeah and it's a uh, darkness falls probably, uh, like but it's directed series. by Guillermo del Toro. So he's probably, he's got this habit of like getting these characters and moving them from like movie to movie. It sounds <laughs> he's just like taking people's characters, Like <laughs> I produce your story and then make my own. So he's like, I-, I came up with that. I'm going to move that into my next movie. You know, yeah. uh, Hey, he yeah,
0: makes good movies. He though. does. Like, they... Are you mad?
1: No, I mean, I mean, no. Pacific Rim is one of my favorite, like robot movies of all time. And he totally made all he that. He directed up. Pacific Rim. Dude. Yes. Not the second one, but what? the first one. Yeah. I
0: never saw the second one. Don't watch but the second one. But I never saw the second no, one either.
1: Don't watch it. But this one was cool. Yeah. First one was great. But yeah, he's a great director. Idris.
0: Yeah. Idris.
1: He I writes like books, this. too. He's got good books out there. When
0: you see him, have you seen him physically, Zach? Like what he looks like? Uh, I don't think so. No. <laughs> we should do the same thing we did with uh, freaking, what's his name? Um, not Ethan Moore. What's his name? Alan Watts. Al- Alan Moore. Alan, Alan Moore. Moore. When we did Alan Moore. <laughs> show that picture on on the mic. Uh, he is not what you would think. Guillermo.
1: Guillermo del Toro.
2: While we pull that up, can we talk about how uh, Mignola, is he the writer and the artist?
1: He was in the beginning, which is a very cool feat, by the way. And that's act- like
2: super rare, isn't it? is not it? that
1: the it, act- It's pretty. It's pretty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just a big fat white guy. <laughs> he's
1: Mexican. He only he speaks Spanish. He's from Mexico.
0: Oh uh, uh, yeah. Wait obviously.
1: wait. Put put it back up. Put it back up.
2: Oh my god. That is not. It's Sam. Yeah. yeah. It's Sam from
0: Game of Thrones. Looks like a nerdy Chris Farley. <laughs> <But>, uh, <laughs> That's not what I thought at
2: all. Yeah. He's got an
1: accent and everything. Um. One of the cool things about Game he does correlate from movie to movie. Like one of the things he loves to have is autopsies in his movie. So if you ever like notice. His, they always have autopsies, you know. Uh, Hellboy. The autopsy
0: of, of home dude was the when they found like the dude with the blades. What's his fucking name? I Cronin name? Martin or something. Cronin. Cronin. Uh, he, he like surgically had his eyelids and his yeah. Lips he removed. was like addicted yeah, to dude. being. That yeah. was gnarly. Yeah, he was fucking. Boozy, um.
1: Man. Yeah. So, uh, back to to uh, Zach's question because I, th- I think Magnolia and being the right it is a I I think a pretty rare thing. Um, obviously you got people like um Todd McFarlane who did Spawn wrote it uh drew it you know all those kind of things but it is pretty rare to like think of one right like you can't think of you know the guys who actually wrote the story and um he's one of those guys and he's actually i've actually met him in person he's very down to earth he signs everything you ask him to sign there's no like hey this is my secretary or my assistant make her you know there's like i'll sign it for you you know talks to you and everything um but yeah, the first couple That's definitely
0: what I'm gonna do when we get famous. Yeah.
1: Secretary. But first
2: thing you said? First, first thing, you're thing gonna I'm gonna do. do. Yeah,
1: first thing he's gonna do is get a to to handle. Business. Like he can't he's Somebody not even gonna let anybody sign. touch him. He's just gonna be like, Can you grab that for me? Can you grab that for I'm me? I'm
0: just gonna be on my phone. I'm not even gonna be doing anything. That's so rude. No,
2: so, somebody's somebody's gonna ask you to sign something and you're just gonna look at your secretary. And then, like, they're going to take it and sign it and then give it back to the person. And then you are just going to be like, thanks, have a good day. Yeah, and we're going to go bankrupt
0: because I'm going to get a secretary before we can afford one. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> Jeez. Jesus. So just put oh, that Oh,
1: that's there. great. That's great uh, business practice. Um, But <laughs> so, yeah, he, he actually talks about writing and drawing and creating. And one of the things he talks about, how nerve wracking it is and how, like I said, he's very vulnerable as an artist because he's doing so much, you know. Um, eventually he starts to find artists that, uh, he inspired, you know, like, um, in, in the darkness calls and in the wild hunt, you know, Duncan, uh, Fregro, uh, I think, uh, for Rigo and he, his art is very similar, so it kind of works. Um, but yeah, he, he does it all. I mean, he does from the, I forget what issue he stops on, but he did both for the longest and finally he felt relieved when he didn't have to do the art anymore he could just write it which the stories got really really interesting after that for sure more intrigue for more deep you know depth
0: i'm sorry i wasn't i must have missed something are you saying mike magnola did the the story work and the art himself yes, yes. bro uh, yeah <laughs> oh, he's shit. the artist and the writer dog Damn! Yeah. I did not realize that you were saying that the entire time you we were just talking. Yeah, so Sorry. here's a here's a here's a question. quick
1: story. Here's a quick thing. That's uh, incredible. Story. He actually talked about about this, and he talked about the first book, and he actually had what he called a, a guy who helped him write the script. You know how Zach and I we talked about? You know, we write panel per panel, page per page. You know. So yeah, He yeah. had a guy who actually helped him write the script for the first book. But after that, that guy talked about to him about, hey, you can actually do this without me. Like you're super good at this, and this is your baby. So like the yeah. uh, wake the devil, it's all him one hundred percent. That means he he wrote the story, wrote the script, and then wrote drew all the panels and all the art for it, and uh, continued to do that for a long time. So he's very it's very inspirational, and in the art that's why it's so I think it's so great because it's from one guy. You know, like the interpretation isn't like what yeah. you know for me when I've done art interpreting, it's always like a back and forth sometimes, and sometimes it gets missed. But I think for him it was like straight, exactly what I what, wanted.
0: and What he saw was on the
1: paper. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, this, so it's, it's, Gita, it's pretty man.
0: cool. It's it's like,
2: honestly so I I feel like um, that it, it alone right there is enough for me to say Hellboy is a special experience. Like I this is like the beauty of this this podcast for me. There
0: has been a number of times Here comes where comes the substance. It's the heart, baby. Here comes the I, uh, heart. <laughs> Put it out there, son.
2: Heart, I summon you. Um, wind. I um, I would never read these this, these types of things. Like, uh, um, there's a lot of characters that that this podcast like kind of forces me to dive into that I would have probably never done beforehand. And oftentimes I'm surprised. Sometimes I'm surprised in a bad way. Sometimes I'm surprised in a good way. Um, but. You know that's what's cool about this podcast, and I have to say, I really, really have to say this: Hellboy to me has been one of the more surprising characters and stories, and and not just story of the the narrative itself, but story of the the creator uh, that I've experienced in our year and a half plus of doing this this podcast, because that alone, like the the, the writer and the the artist of this, like. Just brainchild that this guy had, because he wanted to break the status quo. He was tired of the freaking marketing narrative chain that Marvel and DC was doing. That's amazing. The really? fact that he even pulled that off, that's amazing. And Hellboy as a character, like struggling against his own natural sense of destruction. Like he's a demon, but he wants to be good, but he struggles with it. He's actually the key to like the end of the world, but he uses that key to fuck shit up and fight like <laughs> the bad guys. That's a fucking amazing like it's I don't know, man. I, I just think that uh, it's special. It's a special experience in, in the comic book world. Hellboy is not regular. It's not just another hero. It's not just no. another story. No, it's really, really not. And if you haven't read Hellboy yet or seen the movies, I highly recommend it, man. I would put the Hellboy story up there with like Saga. Yeah, it's really it, Woo! Yeah, I really would. I like really it. would. I think I it's put that comic good up there
0: for sure. Yeah. yeah I think it's
2: that, that good. Like I'm, this is this like last two weeks has vaulted this character up to one of my favorite characters in comics. Like it wow. went from me being like, eh, and nah, mm, I don't really like, sure. I'll do this. But to being like, Oh wait, no. Like, Hellboy needs to go on my wall now because I really fuck. Yeah. I love him. You're gonna love. And so the
1: love. You're gonna love it. Like it gets way deeper. Like you're like the fact that you're already there with it. With like the the depth. You're. It gets way deeper into sacrifice, revenge that Hellboy like comes up with. Like I don't even want to like say it what I read.
2: Don't because I'm I'm gonna read. And that's the other thing that's cool about Hellboy too is that I feel like. With a lot of other characters, especially in DC and Marvel, and I feel like I don't want this podcast to just turn into like a fucking trashing of DC and Marvel, but I, I mean, I, I'm really developing strong opinions about the comic book industry and it just so happens that, um, they're towards more independent titles, but, um, anyway, uh, one of the cool things about this character is that, uh, there's not like a bunch of like crazy, um, reincarnations that like get kind of convoluted and confusing you start in volume one and just go just start reading through that shit like get to volume two get to volume three get to volume four just start reading through that shit as opposed to like captain marvel where you have uh Marvel, then you have uh, carol danvers <laughs> Miss Marvel, like this this captain marvel and that captain marvel and those don't really have to do with each other my understanding of hellboy is that it's all it's long there's a lot but it's all pretty linear like it's just
1: just keeps kind of going. Absolutely. All yeah, about how it's like, like tight.
0: detective novels and storylines yes. as opposed to just building a universe of repetitive shit. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. That's awesome. So, basically, Mike Magnola is the Kanye West of the comic book industry. Absolutely. Bro, he's a goat. He's a goat. That's dope, dude. That's awesome. That makes me like it a lot more. And I and I do think that I will like it more the more I read it. Because the first one, the comic book was so much better than the movie. I feel like the movie was just so reliant on Guillermo del Toro because of the shit that was forced down the storyline's throat. Um, and I feel like if it would just would have let the story breathe and just rely on the story and the effects that Guillermo could have brought to the table, the movie would have been a huge success. And it wasn't like it wasn't a success. I mean, it got a sequel, but it never would have been shut down if they didn't force this generic fucking love story. American yeah. bullshit in there. So I think that the comic book itself was good, but I am excited for a little deeper approach to it. So I think that if I keep reading, I'll like it even more. Um, Definitely. But if you have seen the movie, because I feel like a lot of people have seen the movie, but might not have been like, oh, Hellboy's sick. Like you, you saw the first one, Zach. I saw the first one. Didn't, and didn't, it didn't, did, do any, it didn't, didn't really, really do, do too much for, much for me. For I was you got to like, read right, the comic. Right exactly. You read the comic, then you're bought in. And if you know the story of Mike Magnola, now you're bought in even more. And, and that will prepare you. For what's coming which is the new hellboy movie, new so. hellboy movie. D- d- don't forget what, what's that one gonna be well
1: um real quick don't forget that there's actually there's two animated movies that went straight to dvd that are, are amazing they're great stories um that you know it's one of those um uh kind of looks like you know right you know white you know remember the justice league animated tv shows or oh, the, yeah. you know mm-hmm. so you know right above that is where the animation's at um and so it's really good stories there. So take a, you know, take take a chance to, read, to watch that stuff, you know, obviously watch the two first movies and then um that way you kind of yeah,
0: Animated movies don't get enough respect, man. Yeah, they it's it's be...
1: really good. It's one of my two favorite obviously animated movies ever. I bought it when it came out and I wish they would have continued to do it, you know. Um but they just yeah. kind of stuck with these two and 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 then the uh the movies, but uh yeah, the new movie coming out April 12th, right? We're going to talk about that.
0: Dun dun dun! Yeah, what's about?
1: So it's following the story, uh, the wild hunt, and the the story about. So
0: let me let me understand this quickly before
2: we move yeah, past yeah. this. So is the wild hunt a? a- still part of the story that jordan and i read or is that like another thing that is way down the line C- came out oh it's like way 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 down the yeah, line it's still the same 20, story but way way down yeah the line.
1: 2008 2009 2000 you know around right. that time frame okay. um all right word so there's there's kind of a lot of connecting stories obviously it's down the line so there's a the,
2: there's so is there gonna be a bunch of spoilers then in this movie um yeah you ready better... if i wanted to read through the comics yeah
1: i i think i was watching some of the trailer You're, you might you might get it you might not there's it follows it i i can't tell if it follows it closely there are some relative characters in there um but it's all about revenge and like bringing hellboy to fruition of who he actually is you know um you know and it's set in england which is this is where where this is the wild hunt set um it's it does have the the lady the the witch that (laughs) loves blood you keep drinking that thing and
2: every time i see jordan uh, take a drink of his like drink I'm, he's God. like makes a nasty he's like
1: they start shuddering and stuff shimmy it down Just uh, shimmy it down the throat oh it's not worth it uh it tastes like mm. sand going down your throat um but <laughs> it follows the story of hellboy fighting this lady this witch who wants to take over the world um and obviously invade it with evil and Hellboy's there to stop her, and he's got the sword. Um, in this story, if kind of, this is where I found out where he, his mother actually is, uh, Samantha Hughes, who was uh, a descendant of, um, is it uh, Mordor? I always get his name wrong. But if anybody's ever King Arthur, huh, that, well King Arthur, where uh, his half sister seduced him. Anybody's ever read King Arthur, the, um, the original story? You know, she seduced him, and then they bore the son, who she wanted to take over as king. Well, he he uh, obviously the name King Arthur, uh, the, the actual name disappeared, but the bloodline continued through daughters who were witches. And then the last one who uh Samantha Hughes was brought down to hell to bore um, Hellboy, which is his mother. So I, I think it follows that storyline and him fighting this witch who's trying to take over the world and she's trying to seduce him to be his king, you know, because he actually is the king of the underworld you know he, he and actually, yeah he's royalty yeah he's royalty he can, on he has, both sides they actually say that in the book you're royalty no matter what basically um
2: because he's human royalty and like yes i guess demon and royalty. demon
1: yeah and so he he no matter what he's he's destined to be king and he fights it all the freaking Bro, time john snow
2: yeah <laughs> he's a john snow of hell
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and so speaking of which there's Woo! there's all kinds of like like I said revenge in the story where there's there's characters that throughout his his life, Hellboy has spoiled, you know, uh, like other witches and eating children. And um, it's really interesting. There, there's a lot of good stuff in there. Um, he, you know, other like monsters that Mike Magnolia has come up with, you know, he fights them. And um, anyway, and so at this time in his life, Hellboy, people are after him and they're trying to get revenge on him. And so Hellboy get, you know. Travels through England, travels through like other dimensions. He, you know, he finds the sword of Excalibur, you know, and has to become king in order to defeat this woman. But he doesn't want to become king because that means he's turning into some the prophecy, which is him running the, the evil armies. You know what I mean? So he's fighting all that this whole entire time, and fighting his destiny. He's fighting his destiny and it's like aquaman. that's awesome yeah and it, it's like aquaman
0: it's, it's, yeah. torn between two worlds it's, it's like not like destiny. aquaman okay aquaman it's like aquaman Don. wore
1: tights of orange and green and he's got some
0: fucking dope-ass horns in this new one too it looks sick yeah i love the horns. and he's got, got the so hell.
1: so his it's funny because his um original his when he has that on his name is not hellboy obviously his name is something different um and uh, it's,
0: rah, uh, like a new or something Yeah,
1: it's something weird uh that I I wrote it down but I didn't I didn't I can't pronounce it. Something
0: um, like Ronin or Aran
1: where's where's Vinny? Vinny was really good at pronouncing this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> but
0: our fourth host.
1: Right, our fourth host out. Um but yeah, so like he turns into that that's what he's called when he turns into that where the 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 and then what it means is fire king uh, uh crown on something like that. I don't know what it means, but that's or that's what I i read but yeah Fire he,
0: king crown something yeah it's yeah.
1: something that makes sense something like that. um but <laughs> it he does, uh, it has
0: like the because the flames go in between and shit too. yeah
1: it's and it's the it's a crown that sits there but um he ah but basically it's yeah it's a crown that sits there um but basically he uh is going through this you know whole time and trying to figure out how to stop her and um the dark in the wild hunt it doesn't come to that where he stops her so there's probably another set that i need to read but in the wild hunt it shows him how everything's starting basically the origin of why she's um why she's after the blood of other people and all that kind of stuff it's really interesting i i don't i don't want to say too much because i really do feel like people should read it but um but that, that's the basis yeah. of the of the movie from what i understand
0: so, the biggest difference, I mean, there's a few differences here, but the biggest difference is probably, I mean, Ron Perlman is no longer Hellboy. Yeah,
1: and I have a story about that. Have you, had you listened to this story at all? Has anybody researched why, how, uh, how he feels about this movie, Ron Perlman? No,
0: he was upset that they shut it down. Yeah. His, his series.
1: Yeah, so he was very, like, there was an interview where they were, like, legit asking him about it. And he's like, look, was he pissed? He was so mad. He's like, I don't really want to talk about it. It pisses me off, is what he said. And he goes, he goes, we had it. We had a third movie. We, we knew what we wanted to do. I'm willing to do it, but there are just certain people that did not want to do it. And it got shut down. And he goes, now it's.
2: That didn't, that didn't want there to be a third movie a th- or did, did not didn't want, want a, him to be Hellboy.
1: A third Hellboy movie. They wanted, they, they basically, uh, and I'm thinking he meant like production companies because he didn't say any names, you know, so probably didn't want to get yeah. sued. But basically, he's like, they did not want to make it. We tried. We tried. I fought for it. He goes, it was exhausting. But at the end of the day, it didn't happen. And he goes, that's all I'm... I g-. thought
2: he was a good Hellboy, though. I believed him. He's a
1: great yeah. Hellboy. He he looks like fucking yeah.
2: yeah, Hellboy. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, he sounds like Hellboy. Like, he's just like... Yeah.
1: I love it so when he so says, like, damn. Cigar. He says, damn, a lot, really well. Yeah. Like, exactly the con Damn. You know, in the in the book, he says the same thing. Hellboy. But...
0: No, he nailed the character.
1: Yeah, he did. Yeah, a he nailed job. that character. Yeah, it's it's sad. I, I but will great. say
0: though, David Harbour, I I have I have good good hopes about him. I mean, um, he's the Stranger Dennis, Things, or he, he's he's freaking Hop in the uh, Stranger, Hopper, Stranger yeah. Things, Stranger yeah. Things, yeah, yeah, he's he's good. I mean, he'll be. He'll he's been in a
1: lot of things. Do. He was in Suicide Squad, um, as like this evil like general commander um what's what? what's that suicide, what's squad? suicide squad oh you didn't yeah. watch it did you suicide squad That's stupid what stupid shitty yeah. <laughs> every
0: episode i say i haven't watched it. Zach's surprise like two years <laughs> later what you gotta never seen suicide you squad? gotta
1: watch the bad stuff too you just can't watch the good stuff you gotta watch i want i don't understand free. why everybody
2: hates on suicide squad I, so I much like like, suicide it's squad not a little bit enough. i thought Shit, was
1: amazing um but anyways um but yeah, he's So it's not Guillermo del
0: Toro either. No, that's be it's a somebody big, else, yeah. Big difference. It's Neil Marshall. So is this is
2: this third movie is this gonna be a movie that's like uh it's a revamp in like narrative uh, line with the other two movies or no. is this no, gonna be so like it's on revamp. its own?
0: This is retold, yeah. Yeah, so it's a revamp. So yeah. looking at Neil Marshall, he did the the descent, which was a fucking dope ass horror movie. Uh, he's directed episodes of Westworld, directed episodes of Game of Thrones. Um,
1: Sounds pretty good to me.
0: Directed the new Lost in Space series. So, biggest movie on here is The Descent. Yeah. Which I, I liked a lot, but, I mean, yeah. we'll see. I mean, I, I, I really like the – I have high hopes for the new movie. Now that I've invested in the character a little bit more um, and just seeing the visuals and the previews, like the creatures they're busting out. They're busting out Baba Yaga who – I don't know if you guys know who that is, but she's like this Slavic freaking witch supernatural yeah, she, being. She's
1: after Hellboy through the whole – the Wild Hunt.
0: Oh, really? Yes. Does it have the um, chicken legs on, in the cabin on top? Yeah. Fucking thing that she does. Like I saw that in the trailer, which I'm fucking dope. So, uh, in Russian fairy tales, Baba Yaga flies around in a mortar, wields a pestle, and dwells deep in the forest in a hut, usually described as standing on chicken legs. <laughs> so Jesus, fucking gonna be nuts, dude. I there's can't all wait. yeah. And there's she, so much. going also on Game of in of Thrones yeah. or yeah, uh, Dungeons and Dragons Dunge- he, storylines. uh
1: Hellboy's riding on the when he becomes the the um the king or whatever on noon whatever he he actually rides on a dragon you know with the flaming sword going through you know like in yeah. the book there's like visions kind of like in the first hellboy movie there's visions of him and like looking over like earth and it's all or hell you know and it's all he sees is destruction Um, in the book there's similar stuff like that where he's just like visualizing in like total recall like what he could become and he's like riding on dragons and Walking around with a Excalibur in his hand and he's, you know, just some big demon guy taking over the world. Um, one of the cool things that I thought <laughs> that they were going to bring in the movie is that Von Krupp, Klaus Warner, the um, the guy with the red and, and blue glasses. Yeah. he's in. He wasn't in the first book. Like he was in the movie a little bit, but he didn't have that red and, you know, um, he's going to be in that movie for sure. The new one.
0: He was he wasn't in the first book, but he was in the movie? No, I'm sorry,
1: he wasn't in the first movie, the first Hellboy movie, but he was in the first book. But at the very in, end? No, at the in the beginning. The the red and blue glasses with the Nazi symbol oh, that he's oh, in the movie yeah. now. Oh okay.
0: I I got those all those mixed up in that part, yeah. yeah. But I thought you were talking about the guy that was just his head in like the fucking canister in the jar or whatever. Yeah, yeah. The big monkey, ape dude.
1: Yeah. He brings that up throughout the whole. That's another that's I mean, there's so much to Hellboy. Oh like there's a whole other like storyline that he goes through. He fights that guy in the helmet. He actually makes fun of it. He gets there's a story um that I just read he gets caught by Nazis again who are trying to turn spaceships into um war vehicles, like alien spaceships, and they're trying to re-engineer it and he, this general, this Nazi general uh tells and this is like 1953. That's what it's called. And he takes over um, – he captures Hellboy and, and Hellboy is like, oh, yeah, I remember that guy in the jar in his head. I killed him. And he's like, it was the greatest – you know, he makes fun of the guy and the Nazis and it's pretty funny. It's uh, good stuff. But there's so much stuff for Hellboy. Like it, for 25 years, it's been like probably the best stories out there. And How
0: does – just just to go back to that dude, how does that dude fight? Like does he like uh,
1: create – like, have people create things for him? So I, I think move. he attaches himself like to Krang. bodies, if I remember right. Like, he's like one of those, you know, you click it, click, click, it put it on the body. You know, like oh, like Frankenstein, okay. yeah. Yeah, that's kind of gnarly. he's like,
0: Krang is like the fucking Ninja Turtles dude. He's like a brain in a little fucking Yeah, I think he's just and,
1: kind of like, if I remember right, he walks around in like a Frankenstein body, and he just kind of takes himself off and, you know, puts himself if I remember right. Okay, that's kind yeah, of Yeah, cool. yeah. It's good
2: stuff. I would almost be down to do a Hellboy episode two, but, like, after we've read it all. Like in the in the future,
1: absolutely. I was think there's so much to Hellboy. We can pick another storyline. You know, we can we can read almost everything. Maybe next year we'll do like a full on, you know, Hellboy, you know, experience. Ugh. Oh god, you keep because I uh, feel like I'm
2: just gonna keep reading. Like I I I need to know now. Like can now we re- I just need dude,
0: it gets we so chiladas too. No, can we do that again? Nah, dude. No. For Hellboy too? nah, no. never again. No, as I throw up in my mouth.
1: I feel oh, like you need god. to drink some wine with Hellboy. Like it's almost like some red wine would probably be better nah bro need like a cigar not. and some
0: scotch dog or some fucking yeah bourbon. there you go some scotch ah. some yeah. bourbon we'll do some johnny walker or something or still let do four horse johnny
2: again. walker red label bro.
0: oh yeah there we go let's drop like 80 oh, bucks on a bottle yeah. for one episode Jerry, is red label the
2: bottle? most expensive one i thought i thought it was a no, uh, black
0: black label's more expensive red
2: label's yeah, like red's 40 like, red's like eight not 80 it's i mean that's still pretty expensive, that's expensive, for a expensive. yeah that's all right, what so what do, we, what do we think about this movie? What's our what's our uh, what's our predictions here?
1: Uh, um, all right, who wants to go first? JR, you
0: save it for last. It's okay. your baby, so we'll we'll save you for last. I think that the movie is going to be now that it's being made in this era where the generic cookie cutter rom com bullshit isn't so prominent. I think it's going to have so much more freedom to be the storyline that we were hoping for, and I also think with the CGI where it's at now. There's so much more capabilities, and just the trailer I saw it just looked fucking awesome. Um, so I'm hoping that that's the theme, and it and it carries to the story. And I'm thinking it's gonna be, I'll give it uh, an eighty-four, eight point four. That's pretty good. That's pretty high. That's that's the highest
2: prediction rating I think we've had in quite some time. Um, I think this movie is gonna be fucking great. I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be the beginning of something cool. I think they're probably going to make this a trilogy. Um, I imagine, like, some, like, Dark Knight trilogy-style shit. Like, some darkness, but some good stories and some character development. Um, Great acting, great visuals, great villains. um, And a payoff at the end, but not in this movie. This movie's going to end in a cliffhanger, which is going to piss me off. Um... (laughs)
0: I already knows how it's gonna happen.
2: <laughs> but um I gotta say, bro, like like I've been saying this entire podcast, I'm I'm super surprised with this character. I've been really surprised with um the writing, and then I think I'm I'm not gonna be surprised in this movie because I'm already expecting greatness.
0: I'm gonna give it a 90. Oh.
1: God damn. Good.
0: High hopes for
1: uh, Neil Marshall. Let's see if he can pull it off. Yeah. What about you, JR? Um So obviously, I'm I'm gonna I, I think love the movie because I already biased, you know? <laughs> like unfortunately You loved we, it before it even came out. Yeah, yeah, I mean, unfortunately with Captain Marvel, I wasn't like
0: I was maybe You were biased but the other way. Yeah, maybe <laughs> yeah, I was
1: like sure. not happy with the comics at all and then not happy with some of the agenda, I guess after I watched the movie, but um I'm going to go Suits. I'm going to go with a, a 9 on that as well. Um you know, I was going to say 8.5 to 9 but I'm gonna go with a nine because I feel like they chose a great storyline. Um, I felt like the uh, uh, is his name? What's his name? What's his real name? Uh, the actor.
0: Uh, John Harbor. John Har- or-
1: yeah,
0: um, I felt something. Harbor. I just, I just had it.
1: Yeah, he, uh, uh, he's amazing on on Stranger Things, and he's a big dude. He's not a small dude, you know. So I felt like stature wise, um, funny wise, they've got kind of a new look to Hellboy, which is kind of cool. David Harbor. David Harbor. So David Harbor. Um, yeah. but. I, I, I think you're right on all. It's going to look great. I think the storyline that like, you can't really mess up. The, I mean, you'd have to be a really stupid director, writer, script writer to really mess up Hellboy stories. You know what I mean? Like you would really have to like destroy that. To do that,
2: and you'd have to go off on your own, take the character absolutely, and just, like, just change it. And with Mike Pinolia being has so much John power Dyer's to it,
1: I, it. I, I doubt that would happen. Um, like he, I just i was on it, I follow him on Instagram, and he was he's like, Oh, just a, you know, at visiting the set, got to meet everybody, everybody was great. You know, it's been 25 years, been awesome. You know, three movies, two animated movies, continuous. You know, he goes, I've been very lucky. Uh, just humble bragging, yeah, just humble, whatever, yeah. There's not there's there's not luck. Though, yeah. By the way. Uh sure. he works He's not he's not lucky. No, he works he's really hard beast. at it. Yeah, he works really hard. And people who work really hard say they're lucky just because they they know how hard they had to work to do it, you know. Um but uh, I yeah, I'm going to give it a 9. I think it's going to be great. The actor's great. I don't really know that much about director, but the fact that you said he directed horror movies really I love that because you know it's going to be dark, you know, there's going to be yeah. dude the fact that he rejected the descent specifically yeah. it's all in a cave um, and it's all these so like creatures so so I'm gonna go in bias with that and go positive on this one and say you know a nine for sure and, and just go in and enjoy the movie and um and love it <laughs> And, all right, and uh, so our Hop Hero rating, yeah. eight point eight, man. That's pretty good. All combined, all combined, that's really fun. Man. I like how we're
2: pretty. We're pretty. We're pretty hype on for for Hellboy. We'll see. Yeah, it. we'll yeah. see how it goes. But I I am hyped for it. I, I gotta. Admit. And it doesn't
1: come out for like two weeks, like I or three weeks or something. I'm like two weeks, two weeks, and I'm like I'm itching at the freaking, the you know to watch it. It comes on April April twelfth, which is my uh, fifth year anniversary with Amber. So that's gonna be part of our Aww. um fifth year wedding anniversary 12 years together thank you very much
0: uh congratulations bro you. it's awesome yeah uh that's a big weekend cuz we got game, the game of thrones premieres that sunday too woo-hoo. so
1: it's gonna um, yeah it's going to be a good weekend uh, for us it's going to be hellboy massages massages uh we're going to go stay somewhere massages on massages on massages um but yeah I, i'm excited i mean it doesn't come out for like 2 weeks like, i got i mean we, Like I'm like I want it right now. Like I want to watch it tomorrow. Honestly, I want to see. I've been falling asleep to Hellboy movies every night. By the way, (laughs) Hellboy movies.
2: (laughs) Damn, Hellboy's been rocking your ass to sleep
1: every day. I got my little. You know what does come out before then
0: is uh, Shazam. It does, bro. Shazam's been getting good ratings. I
1: was okay. I have. I'm not
0: looking at any fucking ratings. I haven't looked at. I haven't seen the ratings. I've just saw like
2: article headlines. Yes, that that is said. Shazam surprises the box office Shazam so, is, gets high marks on all da, 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 da. I hope people I'm like
1: damn like yeah. word I hope people don't think <laughs> I'm a little weird about this. but I, I, I am looking forward to Shazam I have no idea why um, and like for Captain Marvel I was not looking forward to that at all.
2: Bro, you thought Shazam was going to be trash. I did. What do you because mean? The, we all thought Shazam
0: was going to well, be
1: trash. Well, the, the outfit is so awful. Like, it really throws you off. But I think I I, I am excited about it to see how maybe how bad it, it's going to be. Or, like, I maybe I want to be surprised. You know what I mean? Like, I, I want to be – maybe I'm, like, I'm giving it a whatever rating and it's really low. But I really want to – I'm really going in there. I'm like, please do good. Like, just for fun's sake. You know what I mean? Like, I really want to enjoy a movie today, you know, and I want it to be – funny but he's walking around in that freaking cosplay suit in a mall charging phones in this trailer and it doesn't look amazing (laughs) but it does look like it might be funny i don't know
0: we'll see the kid the kid that plays alongside him uh was really funny in it and i think that he'll be funny yeah so if he's funny enough the movie's decently written enough it might be okay, but there's no way that I'm going to be walking away loving that no, movie. No, it's not. But, I'm not
1: going to be like the highest rating, but it should be fun to watch. I think. I mean, um, it's just, it's just. I think coming off of Captain Marvel, I really want a movie to be really good, a next comic movie. Yeah. I mean, that
0: was a hard, yeah. hard experience. That was a hard one to swallow. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that is our Hellboy uh, anticipated episode, and well, we drank some red beer and we talked some. <laughs> So ah, red heroes. So uh, ah, that's all we got for this episode. Uh, next time we'll be on. We'll be in a couple of weeks, and we'll be discussing our Shazam reaction. So we've got a little preview of it here. Let's see if we're accurate. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you. Peace for and listening.
1: love. Peace and love. Thanks from the heart. Yeah. Thanks everybody. Deuce.